TED Audio Collective. In journalism school, we're taught that our work is in the public interest and our reporting is a responsibility to hold power to account. While the instruments of our profession have evolved, from the printing press, to radio and television, to wide open internet, and even social media platforms as message delivery systems, what has not changed is the utility of reporting to provide a voice to those who history will attempt to forget. I have the fun job of thinking about and writing about the future, the technologies that will drive it, and the genius behind the work. My job is easy compared to those of my colleagues who report from war zones and the front lines of battle while attempting to tell the truth. It's those brave reporters getting information to the world who move hope forward. I'm Sherelle Dorsey, and this is TED Tech. This next talk from historian Deanna Sierra Becerra helps us dive into the power and importance of technology when lives are on the line. She'll share the surprising method for how a covert, guerrilla-style radio station might power a revolution by hiding in plain sight. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab Investing Themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as-is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Support for TED Tech comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. And they're all-in-one, easy-to-use software. And the best part about Odoo? All Odoo apps are integrated, helping you get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash tedtech. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash tedtech. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Hey, listeners. Before we kick off today's episode, I want to give a shout out to one of our favorite podcasts, Masters of Scale. Every week on Masters of Scale, Reed Hoffman, co-founder of LinkedIn, meets with some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, discussing the strategies that got them to where they are. You'll hear from entrepreneurs like former Burberry CEO Angela Arens, Imagine Entertainment's Ron Howard and Brian Grazer, Airbnb's Brian Chesky, and many other iconic founders. Be sure to search for Masters of Scale wherever you get your podcasts. In 1984, a group of radio broadcasters and operators walked into the abandoned village of El Mozote in El Salvador. Fireflies illuminated the remnants of a massacre that had taken place three years earlier. Led by Colonel Domingo Monterosa, 
government soldiers had tortured, raped, and murdered 978 people, including 553 children. The youngest victim, Concepcion Sanchez, was just three days old. Both the U.S. and Salvadoran governments denied the massacre had taken place, and the slaughter left few people alive to tell their story. But with the help of Radio Venceremos, one of those survivors, Rufina Amaya, shared her testimony, exposing both Monterosa and the government's funding his crimes. This massacre was one in a long line of atrocities committed against El Salvador's farmers. Since the 1800s, a handful of oligarchs had controlled nearly all the country's land, forcing laborers to work for almost nothing. In 1932, indigenous farm workers led an insurrection, but the dictatorial government responded by committing genocide against these communities. From then on, one military dictatorship after another ruled the country in concert with wealthy landowners. Their power only grew in the 1960s when the United States began supplying the regime with military aid. The U.S. wanted to stop the spread of reformist and revolutionary movements, which they saw as threats to capitalism. So they spent huge sums of money training Salvadoran soldiers and death squads. Fascist military units versed in brutal counterinsurgency methods. Throughout the 1970s, these forces slaughtered farmers who organized to demand basic rights, such as living wages, food, and clean water. Finally, in 1980, farmers and urban workers formed the Farabundo Marti National Liberation Front. This coalition of guerrilla groups fought to overthrow the dictatorship and build a socialist society that met the needs of laborers. These revolutionaries were attacked from every direction. Colonel Monterosa led a special battalion intent on destroying the FMLN using tactics he'd learned at an American military school. State forces terrorized farmers to stop them from joining or aiding the guerrillas. But one group of rebels would not be silenced, the operators of Radio Vencedamos. This clandestine guerrilla radio began in 1981, and its broadcasters, Santiago and Mariposa, became the voice of the revolution. They transmitted news from the front lines and reported military abuses that no other source covered. The station's politics and popularity made it a high-profile target. And because they operated in a relatively small area, its broadcasters had to move constantly to evade capture. To communicate undetected, the group modified two radios into telephones linked together through kilometers of barbed wire covering the countryside. This secret telephone line helped the rebels stay one step ahead of their pursuers. In addition to reporting news, the radio broadcast educational programs in areas under guerrilla control. Here, farmers organized democratic councils to govern themselves, alongside cooperatives, schools, and medical clinics. Organizers also encouraged civilian women to participate in these councils to ensure the revolution overthrew both capitalism and patriarchy. Women made up roughly a third of the guerrillas, working in a huge variety of roles. Colonel Monterosa was obsessed with destroying Radio Venceremos. In October 1984, government soldiers finally captured their radio transmitter. Monterosa himself went to retrieve the equipment and held a theatrical press conference celebrating his decisive blow to the subversives. But in reality, the radio team had outsmarted him once again. The transmitter was booby-trapped. Once Monterosa's helicopter left the press conference, radio members detonated the device over El Mozote, killing the colonel near the village he had massacred. Monterosa's death was one victory in a much larger conflict. 
The Civil War raged on for eight more years before concluding in 1992, when peace accords dissolved the oppressive National Guard and allowed the FMLN to become an electoral party. But these accords didn't address problems of deep, structural inequality. In 1993, the UN Truth Commission reported that over 75,000 people died during the war. Yet the Salvadoran legislature prevented the prosecution of war crimes and continues to obstruct justice to this day. As of 2021, no participating American officials have been put on trial, and only one individual from the Salvadoran government has been sentenced for war crimes. Historical erasure exists in the U.S. as well, where these and other stories of U.S. intervention in Central America are rarely taught in public schools. But the victims refuse to be forgotten. Rufina Amaya continued to share her testimony until her death in 2007, and survivors of other massacres still organize to denounce state violence. They map old massacre sites, exhume and bury loved ones, and build sanctuaries and museums, all in the hope of pollinating a more just future. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, TED Tech listeners, we're supported by our friends at Working Smarter, a new podcast from Dropbox exploring the exciting potential of AI in the workplace. Working Smarter talks with founders, researchers, and engineers about the things they're building and the problems they're solving with the help of the latest AI tools. Tools that can save them time, improve collaboration, and create more space for the work that matters most. On Working Smarter, hear practical discussions about what AI can do so that you can work smarter, too. Listen to Working Smarter on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit workingsmarter.ai. It was simple technology that helped the messages of Radio Vinceremos get delivered to the public. And it was simple technology that made it possible for its reporters to evade capture. A makeshift telephone, a booby-trapped transmitter. In our modern times, it can often seem like the goal of technology is to be bigger, faster, better, shinier. But the example of Radio Vinceremos shows that technology doesn't have to be complicated to revolutionize. Sometimes it is the simple, useful innovations that are the most needed in a given moment. Across history, many of the best examples of useful tech come from resourceful rebels like the ones behind Radio Venceremos. And luckily, we do still see this play out in modern tech tools. For example, the makeshift internet and ethernet connections young Cubans set up illegally in the early 2010s that allow them to access information, chat, play games, and resist a regime that limits access to information and connection to outsiders. 
or the simple iPhone and selfie stick that freelance reporter Terrell J. Starr used to quickly cover the early days of the Ukraine war without any security or protection. The story of Radio Venceremos is a powerful reminder that creativity and purpose can transform just about anything into an instrument of world building and pushing up against power. TED Tech is part of the TED Audio Collective. This episode was produced by Isabel Carter, who also wrote it with me, Sherelle Dorsey. Our editor is Sammy Case, and the show is fact-checked by Matias Salas. Special thanks to Farah DeGrunge for her support as a project manager. I'm Sherelle Dorsey. Let's keep digging into the future. Join me next week for more. You're growing a business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Support for TED Tech comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. And they're all-in-one, easy-to-use software. And the best part about Odoo? All Odoo apps are integrated, helping you get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash TED Tech. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash TED Tech.